Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. And I'd like to thank you for checking out this podcast, and I want to thank these great sponsors for stepping up with their support and friendship. Face First Medical Aesthetics in Regina, Mark Greshner Photography, Doubles at Exhales in Weyburn, AGT Foods, Advantage Collision in Saskatoon and Prince Albert, Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina, Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation. And I'm coming to you from the Regina Sports Performance Center studio, and it's time to head out in the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline and speak with Riders punter John Ryan. Ryan was a teammate of Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers and has some thoughts on Rodgers' trade demands and the XFL-CFL thing, too. First off, what was Aaron like back in the day? I know he was just cutting his teeth, so you maybe don't have the true indication what he's like, but just give us an inside peek at Aaron Rodgers. Right. I mean, I played with him in uh, 06, 07, the offseason of 08, so he was obviously in 06, 07 quarterback, was uh, Brett Favre, so uh, Aaron was our backup back then. So I always say guys kind of change when they become starters for uh, for good reason, but when I played with Aaron, he was a great guy, you know, uh, a great teammate. I know in that 08 offseason when, when Brett was out, he was going to become the quarterback, the, uh, you know, QB1. He would have the entire team over his house every Wednesday all offseason. You know, barbecue, hang out, just have a good time. He was he was a great teammate. It's funny how things go full circle because he got picked twenty fourth in that draft in the first round. Brett Favre didn't like it, I'm assuming. Well, that's what we were told. And I'm, you know, what was it like in the locker room there? Were those guys buddies? Was that a bone of contention with Brett? Could you sense that? Uh, I think they were friendly. I think it was pretty clear that uh, Brett was our guy. But uh, you know, come towards the oh that end of that oh seven season, even though we were you know we were in the NFC Championship and that. 07 season, the club was uh, clearly ready to move on from Brett. And, uh, you know, I, did, I, I personally didn't see any um, contention between the two of them. They were always, uh, they always seemed to be friendly. And, you know, at the same time, I think Brett was, you know, 38 years old or yeah. 39 years old at the time. And Aaron was like 22, 23. So I don't think they were exactly uh, hanging out outside of football, but they didn't, uh, didn't show any signs of, uh, Combativeness in the locker room. Things have gone full circle though for Aaron because now he's the gray beard at 37, wants more money, didn't, you know, was caught off guard. They they went after Jordan Love. They didn't really give him any receiver help or anything like that. And now he wants out. It's kind of uh, ironic a bit, isn't it? It is a little bit. Last year when they uh, when they drafted Love, you know, I I thought right back to when, you know, back in 05 when they, when they drafted him and Brett was in the exact same boat and uh, Brett didn't like it all that much. And, you know, I thought Aaron might kind of, uh, play the other side uh but you know he kind of had the, the same sentiment that brett had all those years ago where he wasn't uh, wasn't too happy about them bringing a kid in are, are you uh, shocked that he wasn't traded in the first round of the draft uh i thought that it was going to happen in, in the first round i, I honestly thought he was going to go to san francisco and san francisco went after uh or drafted uh trey lance and i i thought it might be tough for for aaron to get a trade uh deal done so um they keep on saying they're not going to trade them now and you know i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't you know at the end of the day it's uh the gm and the the club's uh choice whether or not they go so we'll see what happens can you ever walk that back though if you've indicated behind we've never officially heard from aaron that he wants out it's quote unquote sources but when adam Schefter reports something it's generally where there's smoke there's fire can you walk that back do you think like you think Aaron Rodgers can stay in Green Bay now. And then here's where I'm looking at it, John. If they get rid of him before June 1st, it's a $38 million hit against the cap for dead cap money. After June 1st, it's $14 million. So we still might see something here. Yeah, we still might see something. I, I think it is It is possible to walk back. 
I feel like a guy like Aaron, the, the fans are pretty forgiving. Uh, I think we just saw the exact same, well, not the exact same thing, but a very similar thing happened in Seattle where Russell basically said he wanted out a couple months ago, uh, and he backtracked and did some damage control, and that's kind of water on the bridge already, and it's, uh, we're not even close to the season. So I think it is, uh, it is repairable between the two sides. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe that's uh, Aaron just saying, hey, you guys, you didn't get me a receiver last year. You drafted my replacement. You got me a backup running back in the second round, and you didn't really go hard in free agency to get me a receiver. Like, he sees Tom Brady probably with all these weapons, and he's like, if I had weapons, what could I do? I think that's definitely part of it. You know, I think that I don't know if they've really drafted him any big weapons, uh, you know, any first round type type talent for a long time. I know he had they drafted Jordy Nelson back in the day, and uh, you know Greg Jennings way back in the day. Yeah. But uh, you know, I don't think they've really made a huge splash in that first round, second round market for a receiver in a long time for him. Yeah. So, uh, John, uh, let's talk a little bit about the CFL before I let you go. What do you make of these talks between the CFL and the XFL? Where's that on your radar? Uh, it's not, I think, I mean, it's, uh, you know, they just told us a bunch of nothing in my opinion. It was, you know, marketing wise, I think it was smart. I think that people have been talking about this for two months and they basically said nothing or told us nothing of what they're going to do. And they've had people talking about it for two months. I think it's, uh, marketing wise, I think it was pretty smart. I don't, I don't see anything happening. I mean, I don't see any interleague play or anything like that happening. I mean, with the American rules and the Canadian rules, so much different that I just can never see those two sides being on the same field. John, if they did go, uh, you know, full born of this thing, the one thing I really worry about is losing Canadian content, i.e. the ratio. Let me ask you a question, and I want your honest opinion, and don't take offense to this, because you know we're buddies, and I've always appreciated your talent, and I think you're a talented dude. Obviously, you won a Super Bowl, played for over a decade in the league. Would you have got to the league if there was no Canadian ratio? No. No, I wouldn't have. Uh, there's no doubt I wouldn't have, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't NFL ready coming out of Canadian college football. You know, no, no one even knew who I was. I couldn't even get an agent. No, no one even knew who I was, you know? So I knew those years in the CFL and I was competing against a guy that just got cut from the NFL, uh, an American guy, you know, it would have, it probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. You know, I probably would have never played pro football. So if not for the ratio, um, I don't think I would have had a career at all. Like the rules, the, the, you're a kicker, and I've talked to you about this before. The rouge, you like the rouge. A lot of people want to get rid of it. A lot of people want to get rid of punting. I don't know. I think it's such a great <laughs> aspect of our game. Just the fact that the NFL is moving away from, you know, the four-down games moving away from the kick return and the kick game. I think we need to keep all of this in to set ourselves apart. Absolutely. I mean, we need to keep our game Canadian. You know, we don't need to. We don't need to do all this partnership with XFL or the Finnish Elite League or all this crap that Randy's doing. You know, we, we don't need that. We need the C in CFL stands for Canada, and we we need to remember that and keep it uniquely Canadian. We don't need to be sucked up by the American game. You know, it's it's a unique game. It has been for over a hundred years, and I want to keep it that way. Last question for you, buddy. Do you feel threatened or offended? I wouldn't think you would, but I'm going to pose it this way: that the Riders uh, got themselves a, a global kicker slash a global punter in the uh, global draft, which turned out to be a draft of kickers and punters yeah no not not at all um dickie told me they're gonna do it they want to develop a guy for for when i'm done um i'm annoyed overall at the uh at the uh, global draft i think it's another uh, ploy to try to take jobs away from canadians it's it's mostly annoying and we look at these global players you know all these all these uh other sports that they're playing in other countries are all kicking type sports so they're gonna go after kickers and it's just you know, another attempt to take jobs away from Canadians. One last one. Do you feel like August 5th is going to be a firm date, or do you think we might get another announcement where it's pushed back? Oh, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> you know, I think that uh, I hope it's a firm date. 
you know, I think that right now what's going on in Canada is kind of what we what we took on here in the U.S. in December and January. We saw these huge spikes, and now we're on the other side of it. And, I mean, we have, you know, over 50% of people have at least one vaccination shot here. And, you know, it's just like COVID isn't gone here. You still have to be very careful, but we're definitely on the back side of it. We've seen cases go way down. And I think that's where Canada's going to be in a month or two from now. And, uh, you know, we're playing pro sports here, so I don't see why we can't do it in Canada. John, I appreciate it. Can't wait to see you in Rider Colors again. Thanks. Have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, Bowser. Of course, Sunday is Mother's Day, and if you're getting your mom a card, make sure it's not on this list of the Growing the Game with Ballsy Top Rejected Mother's Day cards. Roses are red, violets are blue. I love you, Mom. And your basement, too. I've learned so much from you, Mom, over the years about chain-smoking menthols and shotgunning beers. Another Top Rejected Mother's Day card, according to this podcast. It's your day, Mom, so you get a reprieve from me asking why you made Dad leave. A mom and a wife and all that is really too hard. My dad once told her she looked fat. (laughs) He's buried in the yard. And the top rejected Mother's Day card for growing the game with Ballsy. I know that raising me was hard, so please enjoy this lame-ass card. It was great to hear those candid comments from Riders punter John Ryan. Thanks to John for giving back to the community and supporting Growing the Game with Ballsy. Now in late September, I take to the ring against Play 92's Mark Johnson in my final boxing match ever, and we're doing it for a great cause. Time to head out in the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline and talk with Frank Fiaco of the Lonsdale Boxing Club. Headed out in the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. Check them out in Saskatoon, 306262-ROOF. I'm talking with my pal Frank Fiaco from the Lonsdale Boxing Club. Well, Frank, uh, in September, I'll fight Mark Johnston from Play 92. I like to call him Old Kid Candle. One blow and he's out. (laughs) Who's looking better right now, Frank? You know, uh, you've got the experience on him. Mm -hmm. But he's got the reach and he's been getting that jab nicely out. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, I've seen you working on those body shots. He's going to have to protect his body really good or else he's going to be out of breath real quick. You know, Frank, uh, people think, oh, just a couple of radio hacks, but we've got a lot of time to prepare for this fight. It's actually, it, l- listen, it's not going to be, let's put it to you this way, it's not going to be Hearns and, and Leonard or anything like that, uh, Tyson and Lewis, but it's, uh, you know, you, you're training us pretty good there. It's going to be a decent fight. Well, um, they're going to be, uh, people that come and see it are going to be impressed with the technique. You guys, uh, Mark's come bounce from when he started. He's looking good. Mm-hmm. And you're just picking up the old routine that you had before being off for a few years. So, yeah, yeah they're going to see some really good boxing technique. And uh, I think they're gonna, you guys are going to put one heck of a show on. Yeah, Frank, I'm already the winner. If he beats me, he beat an old blind guy. If he loses, he lost to an old blind guy, right? Well, you're in, a, you're in a win-win situation, so you're good there. Hey, Frank, we're doing this for charity. We want to start something going forward. Let's talk about that for a second. So what we're, we used to do um, Kiss the Canvas, and we worked with a, a different group in uh, Regina. They've chosen uh, not to do it anymore. So what we're looking at reincorporating the same style as the Kiss the Canvas, where we get people from the community um, coming out. We train them for about four months, five months for free and they raise money for the charity, minimum of $5,000, and they put on one heck of a show. And right now, uh, we're working with um, kids of all ages that are struggling with what's going on now, and some kids contemplate suicide. Some people have uh, done that. So what we want to do is make sure that there's an avenue for these individuals to go and talk to somebody before the drastic event happens so that they get the help that they need and deserve. I mean, these these kids um, have a lot of pressure on them nowadays, and we want to make sure there's an avenue for them. 
And it's a win-win too. You get to do something. If you if you fight on the undercard, uh, you know, for this charity event, you get to experience the rush of being in a ring in front of people, hopefully, but at the very least on TV because Access is going to help us broadcast this thing live. You get to raise money for a charity event, and you get to be in shape. Frank, just talk about some of the programs you offer there at the Lonsdale Boxing Club because I know uh, Josh, our copywriter, he comes in three days a week to train with your boxing program. You betcha. So he's in our boxing program, which is uh, the 17 and older class, and they're from um, uh, 8 o'clock to 9.30. We have a couple other uh, classes, so our 11 to 16-year-olds are from 6.30 to 8, and that's every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We also have boxer size, which is an all-age class, and it's a one-hour fitness class. We do hit the bag every night, so everybody gets to... Uh, get that experience and get that frustration out and hit the bag. And that's 5.30 to 6.30. And all the prices are reasonable. I mean, boxer size is $60 a month. The uh, 17 and under is $60 a month for the boxing classes. And uh, 18 and older, it's $75 a month. So, I mean, there's not too many places that you can get somebody instructing you what to do and uh, for that price nowadays. And then we have our mini gloves program, which is 10 and under from about 5-year-olds to 10-year-olds, and that's $40 a month, one night, one day a week. So there's a lot out there for individuals to try. And with the way COVID has gone, we've definitely had a lot of different people in different sports try out boxing, which has been uh, very great for the sport. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how's the health of the sport in this country right now, just in general? It's in the country in general. It's all over the place just for the simple fact that each province has implemented different rules. So because of that, everybody kind of has a different kind of setup out there. So Mm -hmm. you got some people that uh, right now Quebec and Ontario are completely shut down, so they they can't even train. Then you have other provinces like Nova Scotia. They're wide open. They can do whatever uh, they want. They actually have competitions going on. So that makes a big difference there as well. So we keep on uh, each, each province. It's going to be interesting uh, because of that because some of the smaller provinces will be catching up to the bigger provinces. So kind of a good thing right now. <laughs> How has your club, the Lonsdale Boxing Club, been able to survive this pandemic? Because it's not easy at the best of times. I'm thankful you're around because I get to uh, come train with you once or twice a week. But how have you been able to do it? Well, with uh, our actually our membership has picked up. We were closed the first two and a half months. Once we got through that, um, it's been really good. Our uh, classes have been full. We've been uh, doing really, really well, and so we're kind of fortunate because of some of the other things that have been happening out there that a lot of the other sports can't do anything at all. So it gave an opportunity for people to turn around and try a different sport, and so that's been good. It's opened the doors, brought got us out to the forefront mm-hmm. where we were kind of in the background where people didn't think about boxing. But because we've had individuals from different sports and all the parents are pretty much talking, you know, where'd you take your, where are you taking your child? Where are you taking your child? And uh, they turn around and go, well, Lonsdale Boxing Club, they're doing some boxing. And right now our, we've got both male and female training. And boy, some of our females are really, really doing well. And I'm really impressed. I can't wait. Awesome. So we can start sparring and stuff like that and see them in the ring and see how they do. It's a labor of love for you. You you retired after a long career with the city of Regina, but that probably helps you now, right? You can spend, uh, pay more attention to the boxing club. I know as we talk right now, you're gluing down a new floor. It is really a labor of love for you and your family, your wife and your friends. Yeah, we, we I'm very, very lucky. And Lonsdale's very lucky that the membership always comes up to bat and, and helps us do the renovations and fix things up around the gym. 
So that part's nice. But uh, instead of going to my full-time job at the city like I used to do every day, now I come to the gym and I spend most of my time at the Lonsdale Boxing Club, which is good. I uh, like hanging out here, and it brings me joy. I love hanging out with your grandkid, too. He's a Xander. He's a cool little kid there, man. He, he actually looks like a little Mark Johnston. You know what I mean? Probably a little, t- <laughs> probably a little tougher than Mark Johnston, probably. With, 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 his, full, with his flowing Goldilocks there, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> pretty much the same. <laughs> Same boxing te- technique too. Yeah, exactly. Xander's only two. Yeah, but uh, you've got him doing the wolf hall now, so that he walks around the gym doing the wolf hall. So there you go, man. And, I, uh, I, I know how, I know how to get the kids on board. Tell you what, hopefully I can tickle Mark to the ground like I tickle him to the ground. That's uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, uh, lastly, if they want to get a hold of you, Frank, how do they go about doing it? Well, we're on our website at uh, uh, Boxing Club dot com. Our links and everything are there. Or uh, 352-3778 is the boxing club's number. Mm-hmm. Or just show up. I'm normally here. My truck's normally out front. And you come and see me, and I can show you around the gym. Frank, thanks for this, man. We'll see you this week. Thanks a lot. You have yourself a great day. And just before we wrap up this installment of Growing the Game with Ballsy earlier, I was talking about Mother's Day. Well, here's what she really wants. And now, Mom Thoughts. Finally, some alone time. I'm going to put on my workout clothes, lace up my shoes, and watch a Real Housewives marathon. This has been Mom Thoughts. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.